Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. This is the third and final Joshua Live of the fall retreat we had last weekend. It is taking place live in our uh, old window greenhouse in the backyard. And there were about 20 people participating. And it's a really fun one. A lot of great questions and answers. And I think you really enjoy it. We also did the white light uh, channeling with Christy. And that is on our other podcast and unimaginable life you can find that on spotify or podbean yeah, check that out and we are going to be doing three more retreats uh coming up next year one in uh february it'll be a small small activation retreat here at the joshua house and we're going to do the spring fling retreat which is a bigger retreat and then we're also going to do a retreat probably in savannah and this will be a single day retreat and so if you'd like inf information on any of those, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right, let's get ready for this episode. We are thrilled to be here. They have no idea why you're here. How'd you get here? Where you are really? What's going on? Who else is in this room with you? Who each other is? Who you are? What your power is? How you get your power? What you do with that power? why you've come, what you're supposed to do next, you have no idea, no idea at all. And if you can embrace that fact, that you have no idea, you don't need to know, there's nothing to know, nothing to do, nothing to get right, can't get it wrong, can't get it done, can't fail, impossible, can't make a mistake, never made a mistake, can't get any better, can't get any worse, it's perfect as it is. There is no wrong anywhere in this universe. You've come to play around with what if there could be something wrong? And you can get to dive into that as much as you want. You can try and fix it and change it and make it something else. And from that, you birth desires and the desires lead you on these journeys. You wouldn't go on otherwise because the desire is so strong. You say, I'll push past the fear to do this thing to fix this problem. And if you didn't have a problem, you might not do anything. And so these problems encourage you to move forward. Well, now you've come to a certain perspective here where you'd say, well, what if there's no problems? How will I move forward then? What would I ever do? If everything's perfect, why do anything? Why even be here? Why even come in the first place? Well, now at this level, you can say, I don't have to figure it out anymore. In the problem, I had to figure it out. I was alone in that problem. I had to get others to be in the problem with me so that I wouldn't be alone. But here at this perspective, you can simply relax and know you're guided in every moment. You felt emotion every single moment of your life. You've never been without that guidance. It's always been there. There's never been a second you ever experienced without some emotion or some feeling. Every moment of your life, you've been guided. You've been connected. You might not have heard it, you not, might not have paid attention to it, and you might not have acted on it. But now when you receive a thought, you can think about it. What would happen if I took action on that thought? You don't have to. You can continue to live as you've been living. It's all perfect. But what would happen if you could act on that inspiration, if you could push past the fear, if you could even recognize its fear, if you could realize, sure, the fear is there, because there's some belief that's inaccurate. Actually, all my beliefs are inaccurate. 
So why not just cast aside those beliefs, cast aside the fear and take the action? If you take that action, you'll be led on another journey. But this journey will be a journey of perspective. And that's what you want. Everything you think you want, based in lack, based in thinking you need to do something you're not doing, everything you truly want is on the other side of that fear, taking that action and going on that inspired journey. That inspired journey will lead to an experience. That experience will have information. Once you have the experience, you have the information. You will always have it. It'll be part of your vibration and you will expand from that information. Not just the beingness who you are in the non-physical, but the physical vibration of you expands. And this is what you want, the expansion and the expansion in joy. And every experience can be had in joy when you know there's information in it. You might not like it at the time, but by going through that experience, you will expand and you will gain information. That information is added to your perspective, raises the perspective, obviously. And that translates into a higher vibration. That vibration then resonates with another reality, a reality that is more in tune with who you truly are. And that will start to feel good to you when you get comfortable with it, when you recognize it when you recognize yourself as the creator of this reality that you've created, not through doing and efforting and struggling, but through altering your perspective of yourself within your reality. You are the creator of this reality. It's unique to you. Everything in this reality is you. It's all this reflection of you. You are nothing and everything within that reality. You are the space in between the things in that reality. You are the God in your reality. Creating, creating, generating, generating based in your feelings, how you feel when you receive a thought, when you have a conversation, when you have an experience, how you feel generates a vibration. And that vibration creates a reality that has never been before. You step into a new reality and things emerge from that new reality. Money emerges, friends emerge. The idea that you're free emerges from this higher vibrational reality that you've created because you chose to see yourself from a higher perspective and that translated into a higher vibration. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who's brave enough to start? Renee, <laughs> we are speaking together into this device with loud, proud voice. I've never asked the question yet. Excellent. So, you probably asked more questions than anyone else. Right. You had access yes. to the instrument. Yes. <laughs> How do you think you got access to the instrument? How do you that think that of all the people, the millions of people that will listen to this later, you live next door? Mm -hmm. Does that give you any indication of your power? Yes. And your magnificence? Yes. It should. So I feel like. I want to cry. Pick one, anyone. <laughs> I feel like I have this stuck energy in me. Sure, everyone does. Like, like my hand, my back. It just manifests and it shows you. Everyone has anxiety or fears or worries or doubts or frustrations or angst or anger. 
Everyone has it. You are so powerful that you can't suppress it anymore. Imagine suppressing all that power your whole life, suppressing, suppressing. What happens when you suppress this magnificent power that just wants to come out, wants to come out? It has to show you. And how does it show you? Manifestation events, things happen. It also shows you the good power too. All the wonderful things you create in your life. As you release the pressure, incredible, unimaginable things happen, which has happened in your life. You can see it, it's obvious. From where you were three years ago to where you are now, obvious. You see? It's coming out, it's coming out, it's coming out, it's coming out, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You're turning that valve, but there's still a lot to come out. And so, try to get your attention. What is going to get your attention? Back pain? No, I'm strong enough. I can still lift lumber with this bad back. I can move furniture. I don't need anyone's help. I can do it all by myself. You need help? I'm good. Back your car into the stairs and get some levers and wheels and figure it out. And then be proud. I did it all myself. You see? And you say, oh, this back doesn't slow me down at all. Sure, it's a pain, but I can accept that. I can accept, 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 accept. It was like, hand blows up in your face. Can't ignore that. No one else can ignore it. No one can see your back pain, but everyone can see your hand. What, what do you think that is? You can't hide that. So what do you do? Do you kill the messenger? I don't know what to do next. Okay. That's my what if you did? What is saying, I don't know what to do next is just a way of controlling it. Because if I knew what to do next and I didn't do it, that would seem foolish. That would seem crazy. So I can't know what to do because I don't want to do what I know I need to do. Because if I do what I know I need to do, I could lose something because you believe in the illusion of loss. Well, loss is impossible. Once you've attracted something, you can't lose it. Everything's here. You cannot lose it. It may change its shape. It may come into a different form, but it'll always be a more reflective form of the vibration that you've attained, you see? And so you say, ooh, I don't want to do this risky investment. I may lose my house. But if you push past the fear and do the thing you're inspired to do, you may lose your house, but then you come back with a much nicer house, much more fitting for you, a perfect house. You see, it's always perfect for where you are at that perspective or at that vibration. It's a vibrational match perfectly to you, but you don't see it that way. You see yourself as one vibration that should have a different couch and a different bed and a different wall color and different paint color and different this, that, different car and different this and different this. And so you're constantly changing things out, not realizing everything's perfect. So you're efforting and struggling to move matter with matter. You're actually physically struggling to move things around and you're very good at it. And there's a lot of benefits that come from it because you are so powerful, you can't lose. And so no matter what you do, there's some positive side effect to that. And you can say, aha, that's proof of my magnificence. And then you go and you find something else on Facebook Marketplace and you go and get that and you drive 15 <laughs> miles and you come home and it's a piece of shit and you go, what was I thinking? 
And then you make $10 by selling that piece of shit to someone else who's doing the same thing you are because you're a vibrational master. People who are buying pieces of shit for more expensive amounts of money. And so it seems like it's working. But then inside, there's this energy trying to get out, energy trying to get up, energy trying to get out. Same with all of them, but because you're so powerful, it's just manifesting in ways that you can no longer ignore. Nor can anyone else. We can see it. They can see it. Everyone can see it. It's obvious. And so you say, what do I need to do? And they tell you exactly what you need to do. And you say, I will not do that. <laughs> I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm going to go and get something else. And then you'll find people who say, this is a remedy, and that's the remedy, and this is the remedy. And because they're so good at killing their own messengers, they help you kill your messenger, but then it comes back somewhere else, and somewhere else. And soon enough, you'll find a hump over here. Yeah. And you'll walk around with this hump, and you go, I accept my hump. My hump's <laughs> name is Charlie. It's with me all the time. I'm never alone because of my hump, Charlie. There was way, she's such a good acceptor. She's allowing, allowing this hump. And then you draw a little face on the hump and you do it all the time. And people remark, she's so cool with her little hump. I never thought that anyone could handle a hump like that and make it look good. But Renee can make everything look good because she's the master of this. It all looks good on the outside. And then there's still this energy that wants to come up. Because for you to be this powerful thing that you are, you'll have to recognize it's always been there. Okay. It's always been there. How come no one ever saw it before? How come everyone thought I was nothing before? Because they were serving you in that role. They were not allowed to see it until you see it. So you had to come in thinking something was wrong with you or thinking something's wrong with them or thinking something's wrong with the whole system and try to fix it from the outside conditions until you came to recognize that you are perfect as you are, that you don't need to be different. The conditions don't need to be different. Everything's fine. And then finally, you hear the inspiration. And the inspiration says, do something that's so beyond what you think you can do that you ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Well, because you're so powerful and because you've been doing the work and having these experiences, having experiences that Gary wouldn't have, having experiences that many people wouldn't dare to have, you saw that after that experience, you could handle it. And you knew you were more powerful then. And so something nice manifested in your life. And you did it again. And then you saw how powerful you were when you went to Ireland. And how things could be. And how people could treat you. And then you came back and saw how different it was. So you tried to make changes again. Try to change the conditions rather than... When you saw yourself in Ireland, you weren't attached to all the drama and all the situations of this life here, you could let a little bit of who you truly are out there. And once you did, everyone bowed at your feet. We say, well, those are just nice Irish people. <laughs> the Americans are different. It just have to be different here. But you could be the same way you were in Ireland here. And that's all you have to do. It's all you. How do you want to be? Do you want to pretend that you're limited? Everyone else is pretending they're limited. Or do you want to accept that you're one of the most magnificent humans who's ever walked the planet? And that they can't see it until you see it. So now do you know what to do? Yes. Be what? Who I am. Be magnificent. Powerful.
Be spectacular. Amazing. Be more amazing than you can imagine. That's who you are. Okay. I will. Thank you. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Kimmy. How you doing? Excellent. Uh, yesterday I had a session. What I realized last night and even this morning, I felt like I couldn't fully relax because I thought everybody was looking at me on the table. And I don't know what is that stage fright or something. And uh, and then I talked to a lot of people and then they said, well, don't worry about it. Everybody's eyes were closed. Oh, it was you. Okay. So I was just curious about that and then how that ties into uh, the message that I received yesterday on the table was to, I guess, understand my own worth. So how does that all kind of tie in? Who is the most spectacular human being that you are aware of on this planet that you look up to, that you revere? Gary says it's him, but you can use your own answer. What's that mean? Name a human being. Yeah. The, the live today on this planet that you think is wonderful, spectacular, and that you revere. You would like to meet. Someone you'd like to have dinner with. Someone you think is just, they have it. They are together. They have no care in the world what other people think. They're so spectacular. They must know that everyone thinks they're wonderful. Who's this person? Everyone has a person they can think of. I can't. You have never even seen some other human being, a movie star, a celebrity, a singer. That person's pretty interesting. I like that person. That's a really good question. You like Do you, have you ever heard? Talented dancer, singer that you're like, man, I wish I had Oh, well, she's passed now, but Tina Turner. Okay. I think she's awesome. Okay, who's alive? <laughs> who's alive? It's a person you know of, a name that you know, that you recognize. Maybe you've seen it in life before. Maybe you'd buy a ticket and go watch them perform. Maybe you'd buy a ticket and go see them in a movie. In a movie. Maybe you'd vote for them in an election. Have you ever seen a movie? Have yes. You've seen a movie? I've seen movies. Okay. Have you ever seen anyone you thought was good in that movie? Uh, Sean Penn. Excellent, Sean Penn. Imagine Sean Penn there. How would Sean Penn get on the bed? How would Sean Penn think about what other people think? Would he think that, oh, I have to be a certain way, so the people are judging me, I hope I get something out of this, I hope that I'm not embarrassing myself, I hope that I'm not wasting time being up here, maybe there's someone better who, should, who would benefit from this more than me? Would, would you imagine Sean Penn thinking that? Not at all. Excellent. What's the difference? I don't know. Okay. Now think about Sean Penn's life, the things he does, the people yeah. he knows, the money he makes, the freedom he has, what his life. Do you think that in any way relates to how he thinks about himself? Sure. What would you call that word? Starts with the P. It ends with the if. Perspective. Excellent. <laughs> would you say that he has a slightly higher perspective than what you might imagine that you have? Possibly. What would you say the difference between him is and you? Well, he definitely lives a bigger life than I Because do. of what word? Starts with the P, ends with the if. Perspective. Exactly. So if you are thinking the thing people are thinking about you, would that be a high perspective or a more limited perspective? More limited perspective. Right. And so if you were going to say, for me to be comfortable in any situation, in my own skin, and have things working okay in all areas of my life perfectly, have things very exciting and happening in my life, sort of like Sean Penn does, what would you do? Would you raise something? Begin with the P, end with the if. <laughs> Raise my perspective. Exactly. And so how would you raise your perspective on yourself? 
process manifestation events. Sure, you have a manifestation event like you did. Meditate. Meditate is excellent. Possibly find a limiting belief that you can process and say that limiting belief is not true. Right. All the tools that you've been doing over the years that allows you, if you do the work, to understand that every single belief about yourself, which causes you to have a limited perspective, possibly created in childhood, and then a myriad of events along your life, some good, some ones you prefer not to have, all these events were showing you that you were believing something about yourself. Okay. Okay. Think of one belief about yourself that is not true. That I'm not worthy of love and romantic relationships. Excellent. Very good. So that means that if that belief is not true, what belief would be true? That I'm worthy of love. Exactly. Now, do you believe that? Mm, I don't know about that. Okay. If you believed it, what would be your possible reality that you'd be experiencing? That I would be married. Possibly, if that's your definition of that. Now, if you have a definition that to be loved or to be worthy of love means that you would be married, then whenever you find yourself not married, you'd have to say, I'm not worthy of love. You have a definition of what it is to be worthy of love. Could anyone in this room be worthy of love if they were not married? Would yeah. they feel it? Is it possible sure. to feel worthy of love? Sure. So by definition, then, you are saying to yourself that your idea of how it feels to be worthy of love means you're married. Just in this case, we're playing with, of course, there's much, much more to it, but just, which is a definition that many, many, many people have. If I was worthy of love, I'd be in a relationship with somebody who shows me I'm worthy of love. Now, have you ever seen someone in a relationship where their relationship did not show them they were worthy of love, possibly someone who was in an abusive relationship. Sure. So that definition then doesn't serve you. Right. It's a false premise. Do you believe that there's anyone in this room who loves you? Yes. Do you believe that they could love you if you didn't think you were worthy of love? No. So you must be worthy of love. Okay. Just not the love you want. Okay. Now, do you think that to attract a romantic relationship that showed you you were worthy of love is your end goal. Wouldn't it be nicer to know where you were believing falsely in your life as yes. keeping your perspective limited? Wouldn't it be nicer to know that, well, if I attract somebody, sure, part of what they're going to do is show me that I'm worthy of love. And part of what they're going to do is show me where I'm holding a bunch of limiting beliefs, where my perspective is low. Sure. And so if you attracted this person from that perspective saying, I accept that they will show me at times that I'm worthy of love and that they will show me where my perspective is low. And in those times, we'll have possibly an argument and I will feel negative emotion and I want them to be different than they are. But all they're doing is showing me my own limitation. And what I really want is not someone to show me that I'm worthy of love, but to show me my limitations so I can ease out of those limitations and increase my perspective even more. So one day I will live the life of my idol, Sean Penn. Okay. <laughs> so now if you reframe everything is this is not about them showing me what I want to see, but showing me what I need to see mm -hmm. 
in order to understand where my perspective is limited so that I can do the work as I know to do to process limiting beliefs, to understand when I'm in and out of alignment, to practice meditation so that I can connect with who starts with an I and ends with the elf. In alignment, you connect with your starts with an I. Yourself. Inner self. Oh, inner self. Your inner self who's guiding you at all okay. times. When you connect with that inner self, that inner self is going to give you what? It starts with an I and ends with a shun. It's a spur. Inspiration. Excellent. Right. <laughs> and when you get inspiration, you're going to feel some kind of weird thing. What's that called? Manifestation of it. Well, you're going to feel before you, you get the idea and you think about doing no, this. Well, the, you're going to, it's, it's, a, it's a, four, it's a, it starts with an F and ends with an ear. You're going to feel fear. You're going to feel fear. And what are you going to do when you feel the fear? Realize that it's a limiting belief. You could, and you could process that limiting belief, or you could just what? You have an idea, you have an inspiration, you have something you're going to do, pops a fear, and now the fear stands between you and the thing you're inspired to do. Are you going to push past it? You're going to push past it. There we go. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And then when you push past the fear, you're going to have a what? It starts with an E. I don't know. Well, we'll give you a clue. It starts with an X. EX. There's a spear in there. Experience. Experience. There we go. And you have the experience. And the experience is going to give you a packet of what? Starts with an I and ends with a shun. Inspiration. Nope. Close, though. Very close. Very close. Anyone else know? Information. Information. Okay. And when you have that information, that information is now has expanded what? My inner self. This. Tourette's? Starts with a V. <laughs> Starts, Starts with, with a, a V. Okay. And ends with a shun. Victorious. No. Close. <laughs> Starts with a V and ends with a shun. There's a bra in there. Vibration. Excellent. Oh, Once you have the information, it's part of your vibration gotcha. forever. Gotcha. Now your vibration has expanded. Okay. Right? And now the, the, the limiting belief that's, that brought up the fear. And you push past that fear because why? Start to see it ends with a rageous. Because it's courageous. You're courageous. Okay. You're courageous. You push now. It's not a limiting belief because it didn't limit you. Gotcha. And that limiting belief has information. It filled in the starts the nation and ends with an old. The donut hole. Exactly. And you have that now. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you worry about what they think, you're you're gonna have too much starts with an F and ends with an ear. Fear. And you're not going to act, but you acted anyway. You got on that couch. Many sure. people would not do that. Okay. And you did it. Because why? Did. You are pushing past fear. Starts with a C and ends with a rage. Courageous. Exactly. You are courageous. I'm getting this. And people love you because you're worthy of it. Okay. Your proof is here. Your proof is what you have done. The proof sure. is everything you've done in your life, all the adventures you've had. All the relationships you have, you don't need them to reflect back what you think you want them to reflect back. You need them to reflect back what? Your starts with the L and lim ends with the Asians. And limitations. Exactly. See, gotcha. you're getting because you know everything. Everything is already in here. Gotcha. You don't need to know, ask anyone anything. All you need to do is look back at your life, 
see all the courageous things you've done, all the fear you've pushed past, and know if you continue to do that without worrying about yourself, getting a reflection you think you need to get, and just being who you are, regardless of the reflection and knowing the reflection is showing you a limitation. And you want them to show you a limitation. You do not want them to show you you are worthy of love because that's established as a baseline. Gotcha. You don't need them to show you that. You need them to show you your limitations. Gotcha. That's what you want. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I felt like I was on a spelling bee today. <laughs> Who's next? So when I was on the table, someone mentioned... I need to surrender. Can you talk a little bit about that? Do you want to surrender or not? Uh, I am getting better at letting go and surrendering, and yes. Would you say that surrender is difficult or easy? It's getting easier. Do you think it's started out difficult or started out easy? Difficult. What is the feature of your personality, of your identity, that would embrace the opposite of surrender, which is, start with the C, control. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. Did anyone else get that? Wow. Excellent. So you have an identity that says to do something or to be something or to maintain this identity. The paramount priority of this identity is control. Control gets you something. What does control get you? For me, sometimes it's joy. Control, in the history of mankind, control has never brought anyone joy ever. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever. Because control is based in what? Yeah. And joy is generally not had a lot in fear. Now, you may fool yourself into thinking, you're having joy and fear. Well, we would argue that if you are in bliss, you'd have joy. But in bliss, you can't control bliss because how can you manufacture bliss? Bliss is a product of love. And control and love are on the opposite side of that spectrum. It's all love anyway, but you get to play in control. So the primary quality of the identity that you chose to show to the world is control. What does control get you? It never gets you joy. What does it get you? A feeling of what? There's an outcome, right? Trying to control the outcome. Mm -hmm. A feeling of what? So, so you believe that in control, you can manufacture an outcome mm -hmm. and that outcome that you think by your Manny idea is the best outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. How much do you know in the universe? Of all there is to know in the universe, how much do you know? Nothing. Nothing. So how do you know what outcome is best? Mm -hmm. Who would have a better idea of understanding an outcome, you or your inner self? Inner self. Exactly. Does your inner self ever inspire you to control anything? No. What does your inner self inspire you to do? Push past what? Fear. Exactly. So if control is based in fear, and if your inner self is inspiring you to push past fear, then could you give up what you think control gets you, which is 
knowing an outcome. Could you throw it up in the air mm -hmm. and say, from my Manny perspective, I know nothing. From my inner self Manny perspective, I know a lot more. Could you give up Manny needing to control anything mm -hmm. and surrender to that part of you that possibly knows a bit more? Yes. Now, wouldn't that give you what you actually want by this control? Yeah. But are you afraid that this Manny up there is not going to lead you in the direction that you want? Maybe. Where could this Manny up there lead you? To what I want. How do you know what you want from the Manny down here? You don't. You don't know. So all this control then was an illusion of security and safety and at least things are going to turn out the way I think they're going to turn out. Right. It's all an illusion. Right. Did this control ever serve you? Not really. Why not? How do you know? You have a nice house. You have wonderful kids. You have wonderful family. You have money. You have friends. You've come to this information. You've gotten all this stuff. And none of that came from the control? I think some of it came from letting go and not controlling. Well, the illusion is, to most people, that all of the good stuff comes from control. Self-control, control of their checkbook, control of their responsibilities, setting goals. That's the illusion. Mm -hmm. And from that perspective, it might seem like, okay, I set these goals, and I paid these bills, and I worked really hard and I got this nice house and got these great kids and I got this nice family right. and they got a lot of wonderful stuff. It's all, when you have compared to the rest of the world, you're in the top one tenth of 1% of humanity. Right. And you did that. The control man, you did that. Imagine what the let go man you could do. Now, the let go man you could do has to say, I could lose all of the stuff I have. And that's where the issue is. Mm -hmm. That's what we call an inversion point. Control, 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 control. Everything's great, but I still have the sense that I'm missing something. There's something more. Still this weird energy. I'm drawn to these teachings. Of course, they're all nutcases, but they're fun to be with. I don't really buy into all of this stuff, but I'm willing to play along. No one knows I'm here. I don't have to tell anyone when I get home, what I've been doing. I can make stuff up when I go home. It'll all be fine, but I get to play with these people. And then while I'm here, I get to sort of see things, see things about myself, see things about how I'm different than these people. All of the things that you are, that is who you believe you are as Manny, is but a tiny little fractal of who you really are. It's a tiny little life. Looks good, but it's tiny. You didn't come here to play tiny. Well, you did a little bit because you're magnificent and immense and expansive and powerful. And you can't imagine what it is to play tiny. So you come in and play tiny knowing somewhere in the back of your mind, even as a kid, I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger than this, I'm bigger than this, I'm bigger than this. But then there's those who teach you to be careful and maybe play it safe and to be make sure you don't make a mistake and to be good and all these things. And so you get good at playing that role, but that's not roles, not you. You're massive. Now, can this little fractal of the higher Manny, can this little fractal as this identity 
have an impact on the world? It's hard. Well, you do anyway. Just by thinking slightly outside of the box, just by thinking slightly, there could be a possibility that I'm creating my reality. There could be a possibility that things that I've found in teaching such as these could be something. I'm allowing myself to follow a little bit of inspiration. I came across the country to meet people I've never met before. I took a leap of faith. I pushed past fear to do this thing. And that energy shift, that perspective, that bravery, that courage has a massive impact on the consciousness of humanity. So you are serving all of them by your presence here and by your ability to think a little bit outside the box. Mm -hmm. Does that excite you? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you like to do a little more of that? Absolutely. Excellent. So this identity of Manny is brilliant. It's wonderful. It's just a little contained. That's all. You're not going to lose anything. You're going to expand. And as you expand, everyone expands with you. Because they're waiting for you to take the lead. They're not going to expand first. They're not going to push past fear first. They're not going to change things up first. They're going to wait for you. See if you can do it. And when you do it, and when you're okay with them saying, what the hell are you doing? You don't do that. You're not like that. That's not the mania I know. You say, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It's all right. You'll allow them. Well, maybe you'll go back in your box a little bit and come out later. But if you follow this inspiration and do what you just did by coming here and do a little bit more and a little bit more and allow that to expand over a time period, it doesn't have to be right away, you'll get how you feel here times a billion. And that's what you want. You've played it safe for as many years as you've been playing it safe. And now for the rest of your life, you can say, all right, I can go beyond this. I can go beyond this. I can push the limits and push them and push them and push them and be the thrill seeker that you are and the daredevil and the maverick that you are and be big and big and big and big and big and let the energy come out without telling anyone what to do, but just by the example of you daring to escape the box. Thank you. Excellent. Go ahead. I'm like, yeah, I was like hesitating on that because I want everybody to. Yes, you're hesitating. You have the inspiration to go. You're I did. hesitating. Yes, yes. And that's part of pushing past the fear. <laughs> making sure it's okay. Making sure. Oh, it turns out it's okay. <laughs> I guess so because it's happening. So I guess it's everything's right. So. I I want some clarity on, okay, I, I'm going to say the thing, okay? So I don't want to do the comparison game. And the question is not about the comparison game, but like if I talk to, you know, the alien ambassador, Daryl, he's <laughs> been through so much in his life and yet he's, I see him as being able to hold this beautiful high perspective. And yet for me, I feel like I've been on this journey for a long time. And when I was little, I had like all these symptoms, you know, these bad symptoms, these challenging symptoms and depression and all these different things. And, and I've come a long way, but I still feel malaise and I still feel like depression, little cycles and spirals that I don't want to really feel. And I just want clarity on that because I... depression would say that I'm not being me. Yeah, I I feel that. Yes, 
depression would say, in order to be me, I have to lose who I am. Depression would say, in order to be me, I need to lose who I am. And I can't lose who I am. Therefore, I can never be me. Therefore, depression is sort of like a quicksand. Yeah. You have to get out of depression, you have to be you, but um, you don't want to lose being you because oh. you like you. And so you're stuck because you're magnificent as you are. But depression is a false premise. Um, you see, who you are is magnificent now. And as you expand that, you'll bring along the identity, the wonderfulness of everything that you are now, all the people who love you, everything that you've achieved, everything you've created, everything you've manifested, everything and more and more and more. But it's you understanding that there is a version of you that is so far beyond your wildest imagination that if you saw it now, you would say, I would not want to be that. I could see that. That's why you're not being shown it now, because you would not want to be that. Okay. So there's only one thing to do, push past fear, act on inspiration, go with the flow, knowing that you're guided by a bigger, wiser, smarter version of you that can see what you cannot see. You see, this reality, physical 3D reality, you have a perspective, a literal perspective. You can't see behind you. In the non-physical, you can see behind you and above you and below you. You only have possibly half. And that's just the physical senses. You're missing so much, but you're believing what you see. And so you have to make your way with this weird kind of perspective. And the only way to do it is to broaden the perspective. Because can you imagine that if your physical senses were such that all you had was vision that was like this, this tunnel vision. Well, that's what most humans have. And that tunnel vision goes on to the problem because it's close up of the problem and it's focused and they wanna fix that problem. And they believe if they fix that problem, things will get better. But because it's tunnel vision, they'll just find another problem and another problem and another problem. And soon everything's a problem. So what you want to do is expand that vision. And how do you expand that vision? You have to expand yourself beyond the problem. Wow. And how do you do that? You say that there are no problems. Everything is right. Mm -hmm. That thing that I thought was a problem that I thought was victimizing me, I was trying to get out of victimization by solving that problem because once I solve that problem, I'm no longer a victim of this problem. But until this problem exists, I'm a victim to that problem. That's a perception of reality that's inaccurate, causing a negative emotion. That negative emotion is sent to you simply so that you know that by focusing on the problem, you're not seeing what's really happening here. You're seeing an illusion. The reality is out here, our basic guidance is, you are focused on something inaccurately that is not true. You believe it's true and in comes form of negative emotion. Mm -hmm. That negative emotion is intended to alert you that your perception is inaccurate, but you take it to mean that makes me feel bad. Therefore, I have to get rid of it more and more and more and more. And so this cycle, 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 spinning, 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 spinning into depression. 
right? Yeah. Now then you realize, holy shit, I'm the creator of all this. And that was never a problem. It was just there to alert me to the fact that I had the vision like this. I didn't know. And now my vision is expanding <laughs> so that I am not the center of the universe needing things from my reality. I am my reality and it's all me. And I don't need anything because I am the generator of this reality automatically. You automatically, you don't have to even think it's generated. It's emergent, <laughs> right? This retreat emerged because you had reached a high enough perspective where you were willing to push fast enough fear to come. And you came <laughs> and now you got this. It emerges this question emerges because you were here enough times, you saw enough people, you've done enough stuff, you believed yourself to be a slightly bit more. And now this question emerges, the answer emerges. This is coming from you to you. It's not separate than you. And you're getting your answer in a way that you can believe and expect and feel good enough to push past fear to ask this question. And of course you feel trepidation. There could be someone else that I cannot see because I'm in the front row. <laughs> Isn't there people? Everyone's raising their hand. I want to come in and you can't see that. You assume that they're all raising their hand and they're all like, what's she worried about? No one's raising their hand. No one's going to come up anyway unless you come up. What's the fear? You, you, Because from your perspective, you can't see the fear. Yeah. She's imagining everyone else is coming, me, 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 me. And there's no one there. Raising their hand because they're all allowing you to come up. They could not have come up. This is why Katie couldn't come up. You see? Katie was just there enough to make you think there's people who want to come up. <laughs> so you really have to profess your fear. That's all she was doing. And so if you could do it there, you can do it everywhere, knowing you don't have all the information. So you might as well just push past the fear. It's different. Okay. When you say don't have all the information, sometimes it's. Let us, let us explain it. Okay. You're sitting there. You don't have any information because you cannot see behind you. Yeah. Okay. You cannot look into the eyes of the people. You can't say, Ooh, this one thinks <laughs> they may be coming <laughs> yeah. up. Right. When you compare yourself to anyone else, you are saying something about yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm better or worse. Yes. Yes. I'm more yes, or less. Yes. I'm yes. advanced or less advanced. Yes. And this is natural and it's part of the system and you're supposed to do it. <laughs> this gives you context. It makes the fear real. If you did not give a damn, and if you just said, I'm the princess of the room and I'll do whatever I want to do. <laughs> if you did that, you couldn't push past fear. But that's the game for you is to say, I'm have an idea. I'm doubtful that I'm good enough or capable enough or worthy enough or whatever it is to do it. But by God, I'm going to push past that fear and do it anyway. And I will allow the chips to fall where they may. And then I will pick it all up and figure it out from there. I do not need to pave my way in rose petals to do everything. I do not have to check to make sure everyone's cool. But this is how you were taught, you see. You picked a time and place for your birth, you picked a parent, you picked a family, you picked a society, you picked a culture, you picked all that stuff so that you would be taught you do not step out of bounds, you do not rise above your standard in life, you do not act out, you do not bring disgrace on your family by being a fool, you do not get out of the box. In this culture, we stay in our boxes and we're very happy to be in those boxes because those boxes kept us safe for millions of years. You see, you chose that. 
because you've got to get out of the box. And when you get out of the box, you become an example for everyone who will allow it. And you'll be an example of criticism as well. They'll <laughs> criticize you because it gives them fear. And they still believe that you cause their fear. And you still believe that they cause your fear. And that little problem causes your fear. It's obsequious. It's everywhere. You see? So you just aren't going to say, this focus, this narrow focus that I've been looking at life with can be expanded. It's possible. And if I can expand it, if I can be one of the brave ones to expand this and to live life by that expanded perspective, not believing in the falsity of belief systems and fear, then I can be an example. And that's what I came to do. That's why you're here. You're doing a good job. Special. Thank you. Thank you. It was you. Hi, Josh. Hi, Anna. How are you? Excellent. <laughs> Great. So I had a question. I have a question about the relationship with kids. I have three kids, and they're all teenager and up, and some adults. Um, and we are the experts on children. Perfect. <laughs> I want to know about my relationship with my kids. So I feel like all of my three of my kids have different moms growing up. So as I grow and I change, and now this last year has been the most transformative for me, intentionally most transformative. So when I relate to my teenage kids and talk to them about my newfound ideas and perspectives, and as I relate to them, is there a need to apologize? Give us the name of a friend of yours that you're very close to, about the same age, that you like to talk to. What's Jackie. It? Jackie. Okay. Give us the name of one of your children. Lexa. Lexa and Jackie in a room. The three of you are talking. Yes. What's the difference between Lexa and Jackie? I guess I relate differently to Jackie than to Lexa. Why? Because I, at some point, I felt like Lexa was somebody that is doesn't know how life is, and I don't relate the same way to Jackie. Jackie knows what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the higher vibration? Between Jackie and Lexa? Not Lexa? Okay. So who knows what's going on <laughs> between Lexa, the two of them? Lexa. So you should be talking to, to Jackie like, Jackie, dear, darling, it's about vibration and perspective. You can, you, you don't understand. It's okay. You can do it, but go make your own mistakes and be out there. And Alexa, it's like, what do you got for me? What do you got? You got something for me? I don't have anything to give to Alexa as the mother, mm -hmm. because my vibration as a factor of the fact that when you are born into the earth reality, you're born into the vibration that matches the earth of the time. Earth's vibration is steadily increasing at a rate where the human cannot keep up because Earth doesn't have a lot of limiting beliefs, but the human does. So the human does not take the inspiration, act on the inspiration, have all the information, and keep pace with the vibration of the Earth because the Earth is just just moving mm -hmm. and Earth pretty big. Not a lot of stuff getting there. Earth doesn't really care what people think. Okay. Earth doesn't have to go to college. Okay. Earth doesn't have to get a job. Earth doesn't have to interact with other Earths. Okay. Earth can just be <laughs> vibrant and long and increasing the vibration as it goes along. When your children are born, they're born at what? A higher or lower vibration higher than you. Vibration. Why? Because the Earth is... The Earth is... They're a perfect match to the Earth on the day they're born. Yes. And therefore, they're at higher... Now, if you have been able to maintain a vibration... To match the Earth. To match the Earth, the day that they were born, you'd be the same vibration then. Of course, you'd still be a baby. 
Okay. Not really, but theoretically. Yeah. So you do your best to allow your vibration to raise, allow yourself to see yourself from higher and higher perspectives. And then you have a child and the child comes in more aware, higher vibration, more understanding, more connected to the field or the consciousness or the platform of physical reality of earth at that time. Okay. And then you teach it that it knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Day in day, you don't know, you don't know. You know, you know where Boston is? You don't know where Boston is? Get a map. How could you not know where Boston is? But mommy, I'm too. Mm-hmm. You see? <laughs> and then you're afraid that they're going to play with matches and burn down the house and all these things. And so you tell them not to play with matches and you tell them not to do this. And when they do something, you freak out, you get fear. And then you perceive that they cause the fear. So you better teach them not to cause you fear. Mm-hmm. And you put them in a little box and they're safe in that box. Thank God. So you can live your life. Mm-hmm. But they know more than you. Now, because of all the conditioning, they're going to have to unlearn it, just like you're unlearning it. So your example of unlearning conditioning and being who you are and doing what you want to do and acting on inspiration is all the education and guidance that they need. Because guess who else is guiding them? Their inner self is guiding them too. But because you're in their face and it's a physical reality and they have five physical senses and you tell them that you know more than they do, they might subjugate a little bit of that guidance from their inner self to you. They might do what you say over what their inner self guide them to do through mm-hmm. inspiration. Okay, so but I caused their conditioning. What no, no, society, they intended it. It was part of their pre-birth and that you played your role perfectly. Their teachers, their friends, their society played this role perfectly, but they don't need you. They're perfect. That I understand, okay. yes. So what relationship would you like to have? What's the difference between Jackie and these three of your children? So there's the relationship. Okay. You don't go around telling Jackie what to do. Yes. And you don't need to go around telling them what to do. And you don't need to encourage Jackie more than you do. And you don't need to encourage them. If you say to them, oh, you're interested in that. That's fantastic. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to get more interested because you think it's fantastic. And that might not be on their path. I see. You see? So you say, everything's good. Everything's whatever it is. It's fine. You're going to figure it out. You do not need me. I see. That's how. And you don't need them. Uh, You don't need them. And just do what you're inspired to do. If you like that video, if you like that teacher, if you like that book, if you'd like to do those things, go ahead. Do them. Mm -hmm. The moment you say, that's good, that's bad, Mm -hmm. then you give them a little wobble. I got it. Mm -hmm. Any moment you say, I want to have a relationship with my children where they trust me and they listen to what I say and I can tell them everything and, and we're going to just be best friends and all this stuff. That's not your job. Their job is to reflect back to you the truth of who you are. And when you're being who you are, powerful, magnificent, incredible, they may have a little bit of fear because you might have a little bit of fear too that that may disrupt the relationship. You know how many people are in this room and then listening at a later date and are interested in these sort of things will not tell their children what they're doing because they're in fear of mom, are you are you nuts? Mm-hmm. What do you believe? You're in a cult. And then you have to explain it. How do you explain the unexplainable? How do you explain the unimaginable? The experiences that you've had here and the other times you've been here, how do you explain that? It's impossible especially to those who are concerned for you. Yeah. And so what do you expect from them? 
I expect for them to have some fear, I guess. And to be reflections yeah, yeah. of what you fear about yourself. Yes. Yes. And so when you just stand up and you do not allow yourself to be overly attached to the outcome of a relationship, knowing that from this physical fractal of yana, mm -hmm. you don't know where this is all going, what was intended, what was agreed to. Mm -hmm. All you can know is that you've had the experiences you need to have and will, and that they will have to have the experiences that they want to have from a non-physical perspective. Okay. Imagine that Alexa in the non-physical is this beautiful, white, billowing, energetic ball of love. Yes. But there's a little gray spot there. There's nothing going on in that spot. And that, she says, I'm going to come in and I'm going to fill in that spot with experience. And then it'll just be even more beautiful. Right. But that experience is something you say, you should never have that experience mm -hmm. because there are rules and there's society and there's culture. And I was taught by my parents, you should not have that experience. Well, they're gonna have that experience. And what's that gonna do to your relationship with them? Yeah. You see? Yeah. They are gonna have the experiences they're gonna have. You're gonna have the experiences you're gonna have, but how you perceive it is how it plays out. And when you perceive more as good and more as right, more as perfect, you are going to be in more joy. But if you use their lies to cause you fear and you want to control it and you want to change it, it's going to be from a limited perspective. So everything's from the highest perspective possible. How can I elevate this relationship to the highest perspective possible? Look at them as if they are what? They're whole. Look at them as if they are. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Hold the perspective of perfection. Yes. This relationship, the way it is right today, where they don't call me today, perfect. The urge to say, why don't you call your mother? Mm -hmm. Urge to act on a condition to control it mm -hmm. based in fear. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't do that. Inspiration to say, I'm going to send them some flowers mm -hmm. for no reason. Great but not to get an outcome. I sent you the flowers that you never called. Who did you think of the flowers? Did you even get the flowers? What did you think of the flowers? Did you get the flowers? How did you like the flowers? Did you like the flowers? Yes, mom, they were great. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. The whole damn house is filled with flowers because you send them every day. <laughs> the relationship right now in this moment is perfect. Where is Lexa right now? Lexa is in Europe. In Does not exist. Okay. Because you're here. Oh, right this moment, yes. Yeah. When you get inspiration, she pops back into reality. And then you can do something. Gotcha. When you get a fear, pops back in reality. And then you got to deal with it. But does not exist. Don't need to worry about it. The relationship is eternal. This is just playing around when you're in proximity. When you're not in proximity, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be concerned. You don't have to think. World War II, soldier goes off to war. Parents are living life. Soldier dies in the field. Nine months later, they find out their son died. Mm -hmm. For nine months, they were living in joy. Mm -hmm. And then that day, they decided to be upset. But everything was perfect all the way around. Without knowing, they were living in joy. He's doing fine. I'm sure he's doing great. He's doing okay. And then once they knew, that was their excuse to feel pain. Okay. I understand. Present moment always in all relationships. 
And in that moment, when you are connected, you hold the higher perspective, no matter what's going on. And when you drop your perspective, what are you going to feel? When I, I feel fear and negative emotions. Negative emotion. Mm -hmm. Your indication, you just dropped your perspective. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the relationship you want to have with Lexa, with Jackie, with else. everyone else. May I have a follow-up question? You may. So Lexa has uh, some health issues in Europe. And so I'm searching. Where's Lexa? In Europe. <laughs> Where's not Europe? Here. Not here. Europe doesn't exist. So if I'm inspired to look into ways to, you know, fix, fix control, or raise her perception, I teach her to suggest books, do nothing. Are those health issues problems? Would she be better off without them? I know she has to have them now. Would you feel better if she didn't have them? Of course. Can you accept them as yeah. perfect? I'm Yes, I'm trying to accept Can you? Right yes now. or no? Yes. Okay. If you can, then possibly there's a reason for them. There is possibly there's that. a message. I get, I get it. Yeah, is yeah. the message for you? No. For her. Exactly. Yes. What do you want her to get? Whatever she needs to get from that. Well, if it's a messenger, what do you what could she get? What do messengers bring? Starts with the M and ends with the inch. Message. <laughs> messenger brings a message. Yes. What do you want her to get? The message. Exactly. Do you have the message? No. Does anyone else have the message? No. Who can get the message? Lexa. If Lexa asked somebody, could that message come from someone else? Yes. Yes. Exactly. So let her get the message. I understand. Now. It'll depend on her belief system, of course, and her expectations, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but something's going to happen. Yeah. But you're not in control of that. Yeah. See that little area of her magnificence that is sort of a void, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she wants to fill that in? Mm -hmm. Guess what's going to fill that in? Her, this her experience of this life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right? I and just... you would not want her not to have that experience because she goes, I was all set to have this experience. I lived this whole entire life, and you got in the way. <laughs> Now, now I got to do it again. <laughs> and again, and again, and again. You're, you know what? This time, let's not have Yana come in. <laughs> I'm just, Mom, I'm going to do this on my own. That's what she's it's doing. It's going to be fine, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got it. Thank you so much. Perfect. Who's next? No. We have enjoyed this interaction. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, White Light has a question. We are constantly helping White Light come up with a They're asking us all the time. Right. Um, I'll talk about memory. And starting to understand there's really no past. Everything's in the moment. If everything is the moment, then memory is projecting forward. So let's walk with me on that. Collective let's memory. Let's start from this collective agreement that yeah. you have. Was there a time before Lily existed in this physical reality? No. In your- In mine? In your perspective, from your perspective. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Would others agree with you that there was a time before that? 
Yes. So it's a collective agreement. Does that collective agreement serve any purpose? I believe so. Exactly. Are you experiencing time in a linear fashion? Usually. Is there a purpose to remembering what you did and said yesterday? Yes. Do you want to tell the same story over and over and over every, every day? I do not. Exactly. Where did that story come from? An experience that was a collective agreement of that experience. Remembered from or thought of or accessed now by perspectives that existed at the time and that were a part of you and carried with you to this time. Now, going back, you don't have the same perspective as you did back then. You have a higher perspective now. And so when you look at it from this perspective, you see that memory differently and so does everyone else. But there is a general agreement, just as there's a general agreement, this is denim. You see? Mm -hmm. Now, is this really denim? Okay. <laughs> so is that really time? No. But it it's, is okay. denim. Well, everyone here is going to agree and collectively agree and construct a reality where this is always denim. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow it's going to be denim too. Mm -hmm. And yesterday it was denim. And at some point it's going to be out of fashion. <laughs> and, you're going to, and you're going to give it away or throw right. it away or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. right. And you're going to remember when it was in fashion because you'll see a picture of yourself. You go, I can't believe I used to wear that thing. You see? Yeah. So in this life experience, there is this value of a linear experience. It's what you're actually doing. You're seeing a moment after a moment and you're living that moment. You're experiencing that moment. Mm -hmm. You want it this way. Mm -hmm. So when white light comes along, there is no time, it's a different dimension. This ah, and that, yeah. this and that. It's fun and interesting, right. but it has no real meaning or context except that you can possibly see a shadow of another dimension. Right. And you get to tell your friends about it and you get to think in a way that you would not have thought in a way before. What does that message give you? It gives you an elevation of perspective. I think quite possibly in this reality where there is depth, height, width, and time, there might be another dimension that we don't see. This allows me to feel comfortable seeing things other people don't see because I'm communicating with a higher intelligence that's talking about time in a way we never thought of before. I understand this because of the connection that I have with my inner self and, and with, with these guides and with the work that I've been doing and who I truly am. And I can see in a way that other people might not be able to wrap their head around. And this allows me to see the shadows and to believe that what I'm actually seeing could be real. It's just that other people aren't seeing it. Well, this is what's happening to all of you who are expanding this potential that you could be the creators of your reality. It's an elevation of perspective. All they're doing is helping you elevate your perspective. When you elevate your perspective, what literally happens? When you climb to the top of a hill, what literally happens? You see more. You see more of what you could not see from the valley, mm -hmm. you see? Mm -hmm. And you feel what? If I can do this, what else could I do? What else could I do? I could do anything. 
more and more and more elevating perspective, elevating perspective. But it doesn't mean anything more than that. Because when you're in that reality where there is that obvious aspect of the reality, it's just going to be another reality. And there's going to be more to that, more to that, more to that, more to that. And you're a seeker and you're all seekers and you're all adventurers and you're all explorers and you're all leading edge. And you're like, ooh, this is some new stuff and Gary would like to monetize it. So if you get there, it'll work out good. <laughs> I know. But everything that is happening here, everything that you're interested in is for one thing only, mm -hmm. raising your perspective. Because what happens when you raise your perspective? You emit a higher vibration that attracts a new reality. From that reality emerges new things and experiences and things to look at. And it generates it and generates it and generates it and generates and you elevate yourself out of the density of fear and more into the density of one and oneness and love. And that's what you want. You don't want the things. You don't want the feedback that's nice. You don't want things to go perfectly ever. You want to mix it up and move along where you gather information and add that to your vibration, expand that vibration and have a new reality and keep generating this new reality over and over and over and over again, upwards, 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 upwards to lighter, faster densities. This is the evolution of consciousness. And that's the only thing that's going on here. But what if we took a group of massively powerful, adventurous, courageous explorers and put them in a reality where they forget who they are and they feel separate and let's see what they can do. And we'll guide them. We'll do anything that they ask. Once they ask, it is answered. And all they have to do is get into vibrational alignment with it. And then it pops into the reality. So you ask a question and you say, I don't know how to do this. You are in the vibration of the not knowing or the problem or the lack of information. But you will be led to the perspective that allows you to understand the answer. And that leading is by your inner self, millions of guides and supporters all the time, breadcrumbs, 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 to see yourself from a perspective where the answer will be reasonable or even obvious. And you'll say the whole time, I don't know, 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 and follow the breadcrumbs and follow the trails and have the experiences to get the information, talk to your friends and meet the right people. And finally, voila, I get it. And then you ask another question, you do the th same thing all over again with everything. And that's the only reason you're here. That's all that's going on here. How much of a perspective shift could you make in one lifetime? You do that for yourself, it's thrilling, but you got to start at a limited perspective to get to an elevated perspective. And you got to set things up and you got to push past the fear. And you've got to think in a new way and you've got to find a way to process those limiting beliefs or even discover you have limiting beliefs and then not compare yourself to others because they are there to support you. And so they're being the way they're being so that you can be who you can be. So you don't have to make them different by being different. You allow them to serve you by showing you your limitations and your empowering beliefs and all these wonderful things. 
They're there to support you in your evolution of perspective from a lower perspective to a higher perspective in one lifetime. And when you do that, you lift them all up because they are all you. And with that, we are complete. <laughs> Group, the retreats are one of my favorite things and it's just hilarious. We have a lot of laughs. Uh, well, we do usually two Joshua Lives and one white light session along with an activation and this energy healing that Christy and Crystal and Chris has been doing is really amazing. We found that we've tried to broadcast these live as well um, to, on Zoom and stuff, but every single time we do it, uh, it doesn't record and it doesn't broadcast. It's a very weird thing that technology can't keep up with the vibration. We don't know exactly what's happening, but we've done it enough times. We've even tried to film it on our phones and that won't work either. So, so if you want to do an activation and energy healing live, please come to one of our retreats. We're going to have three in the early part of next year. We're going to do one in February, one in April, and we're going to do a one-day event in Savannah. So if you'd like information on those, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And if you'd like to watch or listen to the white light session we did here at the retreat, visit our other podcast and unimaginable life on Spotify and Podbean. Okay. Thanks for being here. Like, subscribe, do all that wonderful stuff, and we'll see you later. Bye.